I know I bought a fire pit. Uh, and during the winter, it was a really nice thing to have to sit out there. Um, uh, I still have to teach this lesson that in 100 degrees, you don't need more heat. Um, it doesn't help. So uh, well, welcome back, everyone. Um, it, it is kind of funny. I went over an entire year, never got the coronavirus, got fully vaccinated, and then caught the common cold. So, uh, which has been really hard. A lot, not a lot of people have been catching the cold. You almost kind of have to work on it, you know. Um, but uh, with kids in school and everything like that. So anyways, that's why I, kind of why I sound the way I do. But uh, welcome back, everyone, here and watching us online. I'm going to tell you a story today about a guy who goes hiking. Uh, he, hears, he hears that there's a mountain. And he decides he wants to go up the mountain. He reads a Reddit thread that says it's a really, really cool mountain. And of course, you know that nobody ever lies on Reddit. Uh, everything on Reddit is the truth. And so he, he reads this and decides, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a trip out of it. Um, so he goes and he looks around his apartment. And it's just a simple place. Uh, not a ton of stuff, but the stuff he has is really nice. And, um, and you know, he doesn't get to see his apartment a whole lot. He's been working a lot. Uh, he has goals and dreams. He plans to make partner at the law firm of Anderson, Filipovich, and Valenzuela, Tucson's corporate law specialists. <laughs> and um, the, hours, the hours have been wearing on him. He's been taking a lot of cases, right? He hasn't eaten real square meals for a while. It's just too many nights doing shots after work and eating nachos with clients. And he comes home tired to this, this expensive but generally empty apartment. And he, he, finally, he finally realized he's landed that Sinertron Corporation uh, client, and he decided to take a few days off and go conquer the mountain. So he goes and he packs up his stuff all alone. And he gets his nice stuff, and he gets his Jeep all alone. And he drives off to the mountain while listening to a podcast on sports statistics. And he realizes when he gets up to the parking lot, that he's not the only one there. Uh, there's a couple other cars there. He doesn't see any people, but he sees the cars. And so he decides that he's going to set off the hill. And in the beginning, his hiking goes really fast. You kind of know how that goes, right? You start out, you got lots of energy. Hiking goes fast. He's moving at a good pace. And his head is racing, too. It's all the things that he's been thinking about the last few weeks. You know, all the things at work and all that, that, that annoying bill in accounting over there who just won't shut up and that jerk at Sinertron who made rude jokes about his staff but he was afraid to call him out on it because he had to land the client, you know. And then, of course, his head's thinking about the politics and the news and everything going on and it's racing and racing as he's walking and walking. And by the end of the first day, he stops and he pitches camp. And he's been alone the whole time, nothing but himself and his thoughts and his head and the woods and the views. So he takes out his little tent and he finds a spot at this first campsite and he sits down alone to read a good book. And then he hears a voice in the background. It's a male voice. He doesn't recognize it. Uh, so he turns around and there's a guy standing there. Uh, he's also setting up a tent. 
And this guy doesn't look like him. He's a little bit more, maybe rough around the edges, big beard. He's covered in camo. All his gear is army surplus gear. It's not the REI and Patagonia and North Face that our lawyer friend is using. And he sees this guy, and he isn't sure about him you know, being there. I mean, he was kind of good being alone. <coughs> now our friend has to deal with people. And this is what he was trying to get away from. But this army surplus guy uh, is really friendly. He comes over, he sees him, he offers him some whiskey. of a little flask, he says, hey, it'll be good for you. It's been a long day. He says, all right. So he takes a drink, and they sit down, and they get to talk. And they find that they have absolutely nothing in common except the trail, and that they both want to get to this mountain. Neither's been there. They've, he, they've only looked at it on maps. Uh, and after a while of chit-chatting, you know, they, they go their separate ways. They go to bed, and they lay down, and they can hear the coyotes howling under the stars. By morning, our friend wakes up, and he sees his food scattered all over. A bear had come into camp and ripped out his stuff. And so now he has to go around and pick up all around his organic, locally sourced Kashi Trail bars and his packs of imported Dominican mountain-grown coffee. They're having all scattered, and he has to swallow his pride, and he, he has to ask Mr. Surplus, that's what, he thinks of, that's what he calls him, instead of just calling him Ted, he has to ask him for some food. And Ted, the surplus guy, is more than happy to help him. And he, and, but he says, be careful, you know, don't eat too much. There's only so much to go around. And they have a good chat. They clean up the campsite, and they head back up the trail. And after a few more hours of hiking and chatting and uh, trying to find common ground, they still realize that there's just about nothing in their lives that overlaps. Not hobbies, not politics, not school, not work, nothing. And after a while, our friend realizes that it is kind of nice to have someone to talk to. Helps take your mind off all the stuff at work. Helps him get a fresh view on things. And it is nice to be, and Ted is kind of a breath of fresh air, even if they would normally never cross paths. And so the next day goes by, and they're drinking water, and eating the kashi bars, and hiking until their feet hurt, and then they set up camp for the night. And so it begins the evening of the second day. And now, you wouldn't know. They didn't know when they first got there. But after looking around, they discovered there's another tent there. This is a nice tent. This is a big, beautiful one. It's got colors. It's got a separate fly. It's brand new. There's a brand label on it. And it's surrounded by a, a, a sort of collapsible table with all these different matching supplies out there, including uh, a cell phone that's being charged. Now, there's no reception, but the cell phone is being charged. And out of the tent comes a young woman, maybe in her 20s, and she looks at these two guys and gets a little bit nervous. You know, does, doesn't know them, doesn't know am I safe with these guys? Can I trust them? Maybe should I move on, pack up, move, go to another place? Ted goes over and tries to introduce himself. She, she isn't sure she wants to meet someone. And especially, you know, and uh, then, of course, our lawyer friend looks over, and he phrases up. He has no idea what to say. He was not expecting to see anybody glamping at this elevation. But so he goes and asks her a name. She says, it's none of your business. 
and goes back into the tent. And so the two guys walk away. They, they go and they leave her for herself, and they set up their tents, and they get a fire around it, and they sit around it, and they just cook up the last of the Dominican special blend, and they watch the stars. And so ends evening on the, fourth, on the second day. The next morning, they all wake up, and it's been pouring rain all night. They could hear it all night. They could, and, and they look outside, and everything outside is soaked. I mean, not Ted and our lawyer friend stuff, because they had it all wrapped in an army tarp uh, and hung from a tree. But the young woman, her stuff got scattered all over. It's covered in mud. Uh, the bear in the rain got to it. And so she looks over at the guys sitting by the fire, cooking up some of Ted's rations and making their Insta coffee. And uh, she decides to go over and ask them if they have any food. And they're happy, they're more than happy to share. They offer a bite, she sits down, they warm up by the fire. And our lawyer friend finally asks her name and she pauses a bit and says, eh, I'm Heather. And he says, what do you do? I'm a Fabletics model. I go on hikes and I take selfies in brand clothing and then I post them. I have a million Instagram followers. And our guys just kind of sit there and over breakfast they all trade stories about what they do, why they hike, what they want out of life. Turns out the only thing they have in common is the mountain. So they pack up what they have left and they get going. The three of them decide to walk together. Probably safer if there are bears around. Now Heather doesn't really want to join the group, but she doesn't have all the supplies anymore, so she, and she needs to get to that peak and get a sunset selfie because this is part of her Fabletics contract. And so another day goes by, hours of hiking and talking and sharing stories. And it's amazing how interesting people can be when you don't have anything else to do or anywhere else to go, and there's cell phones and no appointments, it's just the three of you on a trail. Ted had thought Heather was really shallow, but it turns out she's actually done a lot of mountains and she's really good at it. This was just a bad, a bad luck. And she thought Ted looked kind of scary and was worried that the lawyer guy might be kind of pompous. But they all learned after a, note, a little time that nobody was really what they thought they were exactly. Yeah, our lawyer loves his work. And Ted does belong to the Apocalyptic Prepper Society of Western Tucson. And Heather did have a ton of clothes for a hike, but that was her job. So they were all a little bit more than exactly what they looked like. And they went on another day. On the third day, the food started running low. And they, they'd have to, at this point, decide to either turn around and go home or find some new food. So they sat and thought about it, and Ted said, no worries, we'll hunt. So he took his bowie knife and a big stick and fashioned a spear, and gosh darn it, if Ted didn't come back in a couple hours with a deer. A deer. And he come back and said, dinner served, but first you gotta help me cut it open. So our lawyer friend and Heather got a lesson in how to skin a deer. But they carved it up, and they cooked it. Everyone had their fill of venison, and they all went to sleep. And they fell asleep outside, forgetting what time it was. And so they woke up the next morning. And this time, nobody was talking about work. 
They'd been through all that. They'd explained all that. Now we were talking about hopes and dreams. Ted wanted to have his own lodge, teach camping and survival skills. Our lawyer friend wanted to cash out someday and get a vineyard. Heather wanted her own fashion business. They all wanted to not be alone. Because every night they went home alone. By the fourth night, they were set up in camp, eating the meal they cooked with lots and lots of venison. And they sat down by the campfire under the stars, imagining what life would be like if this was all there was. You know, just the open air and the good company. No deadlines, no schedules. Nobody trying to get an edge on you or trying to hit on you. No ladders to climb or bills to pay. They imagine what it must have been like in ages past if this was what life was like, just hunting with, and hanging out with plenty to eat and sharing fellowship under the stars. So the next day they got up and they repacked and everyone and repacked so everyone had about the same amount of weight. They stopped separating supplies by persons and instead went by categories except for clothes. They let Heather carry her own clothes. And off they went. Dirty, covered in dust, eating cold, cooked venison, and going up a mountain. Finally, they get to the top. And they could kind of tell by the map this was where it was supposed to be, and they could see a sign up there. But it didn't look like the sign that they'd seen in the Reddit post. It looked a little different. It wasn't like in the pictures. And they walked up, and they realized, instead of saying, welcome, it said, keep out. Turns out Megacorp bought the mountain and sawed it off and turned it into a big old mine. It was all walled off with barbed wire, and then they got to the sign and found they weren't alone. There was a big guy with an AR saying, keep out, private property. And they sat there looking around and going, well, now what do we do? But the amazing thing was, yes, they were upset the mountain was gone, that they couldn't see it, but it wasn't as upsetting as you would have thought it was. Nobody cried, nobody swore that much. It was a bummer. Heather was going to have to finagle this shot from a weird angle to fulfill her contract. But they figured out a way to make it work. And they went back down the mountainside without a gripe. And when Monday morning rolled around and our friend got back at work, Bill and Accounting was there at the cubicle. So how'd it go? You, had, you conquer the mountain? And all our friend could say was, you know, this weekend I was saved. Because he found what mattered. And when he said he was going to try it again next year with two new friends who'd helped save him. You know, I imagine that most of us spend our lives often so driven by goals by outcomes, by deliverables and results, that when we fall short of them, we get depressed and we beat ourselves up. I know I've been guilty of that. But I've had to sit back and rethink things and ask what's really important, what really matters. What is this whole church and faith thing really about? And that's when I went back to the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. 
The way we Christians describe our God so that we always confuse ourselves and non-believers think we're crazy. One plus one plus one does not equal one. But that's missing the point of what the Trinity is really about. The Trinity is not a math problem. It's a relationship. It's a community. It's a bond between three persons that's so intense that you can't imagine not being together, but you know you're not the same. But when you are together, there's something more there together than just three individuals. It's a relationship where you live and move together in such a way that you are totally at peace. Like time is standing still and the whole world could go by and nothing else mattered. Have you ever been in one of those places when you lost track of time and you forgot what you were supposed to do and you forgot all about the problems of the world because you're in this place with this group of friends and, and it was so awesome that it was as if the world stood still and time stood still and there was something in the air that you can't put, quite put in words but you hard to describe but you know it when you feel it and you'd come back and do it again. That's what the Trinity is. This is God, a relationship, a community, a friendship, a bond of three where all are at peace and time stands still and everything you need is there. And does it always matter if you make a goal? No, because the goal is always less than the journey. That's what Christian faith is. It's a community and it's a journey. God's assured the goal for us. It's what's along the way. It's not about finding a solid rock and sitting there and clinging to it to protect yourself from all the scary changes of the modern world. It's where you rest in the presence of God, who is three in one. And you rest there in total peace. And you go about each day with this peace from no longer being alone, but being a part of this community a part of this family, and a part of this journey. A relationship and a journey. That's the Trinity, and that is the Christian life. Amen.